We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? afternoon unscriptonites or whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this if you are listening to the podcast um you are joined by uh, rachel lewis and cecilia all three of us are in in the seats today howdy it's good to have everyone on board howdy <laughs> howdy howdy partner um should we start off with the depressing news that cal wilson has passed away yeah, that was a bit of a shock yesterday. I was like, you know, just I was doing some work, like physical work out in the yard, and, and I like picked up my phone and I saw that uh, Cal Wilson died after a short illness. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. That's just not right. I I was literally just about to walk into work and I went to pause what was on my phone, and you know the little news banner oh. that pops up. I, it was it popped up and I was like verbally like what? And yeah, it was. It's very sad because mm. I'm like, wow, I'm totally not that far away from that age. Well, so. she's one of those people that just pops up like you know, you're watching a show and you go, oh, there's Cal Wilson. You know, she's just mm. like, you know. And she gives all the positive vibes as well. Mm. It's not like she's one of those comedians who's punching down and is like sarcastic and, you know, she's just, she's a feel-good comedian. Mm. Mm. I know most comedians make you feel good at some point because it's funny, but you know, some of the stuff is darker that they talk about, but she was always, like, really lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, so very sad, sad, sad. They say, they say only the good die young, and mm-hmm. uh, I think Carl Wilson may be proof mm, of that. She was one of the best. Well, you see on, on, like, Facebook at the moment, just everyone who's, like, posting pictures of, you know, being meeting her, and no one, obviously no one's going to say anything bad about her, but, yeah, everyone's mm. got, like, very positive, good things to say about her. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a real loss to Australia, and it's a... Uh, a loss to comedy. Yeah, well, her and um, Christy... Oh, it's a loss to New Zealand as well, actually, because she's a like, New Zealand-born person. She but is. Closely associated with Australian comedy. <laughs> she is. So, um, And the interesting thing is her and um, comedian Christy, I'm trying to remember her last name, um, they started a podcast back in August and, yeah, so that's now going to have to stop. Oh. I noticed they did episodes up to September, so possibly she was unwell from then. I don't know. I did snooping. I snooped. Mm. Yep, snooped on Instagram <laughs> and yeah, because I'm like, what? What was it? We well, always get a bit curious, don't you? You do. Well, it was, With a they, short they, illness. Yeah, they revealed today what it was. It was just a really aggressive like, can- very rare and aggressive cancer. Right. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I do know a couple of people who passed away because of rare and aggressive cancers which which so, like on the mm. like you know silver lining at least she wasn't suffering for a long time yeah um yeah i mean that's that's the, the car thing i remember like to to 
look at another another comedian. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did uh, the arsehole song. Um, oh, Dennis, Dennis Leary. Leary. Dennis Leary was saying like, yeah, he died suddenly. Yeah, of course, everyone dies suddenly. You're alive, you're alive, you're alive, you're dead. <laughs> and uh, he, he's got a point there. But uh, it's, it, there's something to be said for like, you know, be living up to a point and then if you do have a short illness, that's a blessing. Like yeah. to have some of these things like um, Paul Rubens where they were like going, yeah, the guy was like sick for years and then mm. he's come to cancer. It's like, oh, that sounds terrible. It's a horrible way to, to, yeah. to live for a very long time. So, but anyway. We, she will be missed. She will be greatly missed. We should lighten the mood and talk about the fact that Lewis and I have so little to talk about. <laughs> um, well, 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 there's, there's like, there, there's one thing now. Be, uh, we did play the disclaimer at the top of the show. We did? We did, yes. So just... Uh, that means you can say anything you that's, want. That's um, right. That's almost. Right. And if people are offended, um, they've been warned that it is, our views do not represent those of Radio Fremantle. No. And by the way, if you don't agree with us, that's okay. That's... That's fine. It's That's totally fine. fine. Just don't let us know. But there is there is a uh, a, a vote on the on the weekend. There uh, is. That's very uh, yes, you know, important. Yes, yes, to... there is. <laughs> yes, 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 there is. <laughs> there, there's a very important vote to to Australia where it's a chance that we could actually you know make some progress mm-hmm. and Aboriginal people in particular can can make some progress um, uh, by you know the simple way of you know voting yes and giving you know aboriginal people uh, a voice to parliament uh, which is lot of, uh, like a a committee of people uh who who are nominated to be like an advisory group to parliament they're not there to 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 make laws or anything like that they're just there to go you know this is the things affecting you know us, our community our community the, these kind of things will help progress our community mm. you're making laws about it these are things you should consider, which yes. I think knowing what the population is being affected by before you make laws, kind of a good thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of like um, white men making laws about women's uteruses. That's quite right. It yes, just yeah. it makes no sense. I feel like they don't have much experience with uteruses. Um, they've never lived with a uterus. So, um, yeah, and a lot, of, a lot of people don't know what it's like to live as an indig- Indigenous person in Australia. So would not it make sense to ask their opinion on what would help? Exactly. And, and the, the real sad thing is, is like uh, Aboriginal people, uh, you know, don't live uh, as long as, uh, you know, non-Aboriginal, non-Indigenous people. They've got a higher risk of, you know, diabetes, heart disease. They're, they're like incarcerated. Like the, 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 you know, population of Aboriginal people compared to the amount of people incarcerated is, is huge. So... Mm. These are the kind of things where if the Aboriginal people, if the Indigenous people have a voice, we can actually make progress. Mm. And so the next generation of Aboriginal people and the generation after that are going to be better off. And Australia as a society, as a whole, are going to be better off. And so the way I look at it is it's nothing is going to change overnight. But for me, if if we all vote yes and it goes through... There's a very large population that will feel better the next day. Mm. And I feel like that's a good start. There's a whole bunch of people that are going to have a little bit more mental health just because someone said, yes, we acknowledge you Mm. and, yes, you were here first 
and let's write it down on a piece of paper that was written a very long time ago. Sorry we forgot to put it on that original piece of paper. Let's just correct that. We should have done that in the start. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So like, I, I really hope that... Uh, that Australia as a whole, we vote yes. We get this. We get this constant the change made. We get a voice of parliament and and voices to parliament, like you know committees that you know the government goes to for advice. That's not an uncommon thing. No. There's committees that give advice for everything, and and the fact that we don't have one at the moment for Indigenous people is ridiculous. So mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that things are positive on the weekend. People are like just going, yes, 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 yes. Uh, and then we can get this across the line. And you know what? If you're undecided because you have heard this and that and you feel like things aren't very clear, please have a look online. Search Briggs Yes, B-R-I-G-G-S, Briggs. You'll find it. It's a fantastic little um, ad. It's quite comedic. You will enjoy it. It's almost like a little skit. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it. It becomes very clear by the end of that, um, and I think you can also Google it. I think we put it on the Facebook page, but I'll... Did I'll, you? I'll, uh, we definitely shared it on our personal yeah, ones. But, I'll, I'll, if yeah. I haven't, I will. And if you are already voting yes and you haven't watched it, search it out anyway. I've watched it multiple times because Briggs is just entertaining. <laughs> so um, we'll step down off our soapbox. I think the majority of people who listen to us probably have similar views and... Um, if they don't, hopefully they'll have a look at that video and maybe do a bit of reading and that would be fantastic. And the other thing is if you're listening to us, it probably means that you maybe respect us <laughs> or just enjoy our voices. And I think sometimes if, if you're listening to someone, you probably maybe hold the same values as they do. So take that into account. Anyway... Um, <laughs> vote for your local elections on the 21st of uh, done. October as well. I've, I voted. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, what I do is I get uh, get the um, the forms mm-hmm. and go around to my mum and dad's house because they live in the same, like, you know, Electric. council as we do. Um, and uh, so they we vote for, like, you know, the uh, the mayor. We all get our chance to vote for the mayor. First and, time. Um, what's that? First time. First time. Uh, for a popular vote. Oh, yeah. What do you mean, like the... Um, uh, this is the first time that a mayor has been voted in as a popular vote. The local elections have changed quite a lot this year. Yeah. We've got preferential voting for the first time for councillors. So, so that's going to be fun so to count. Before it was not the popular vote. It was just no. first, like the, the, the one who just got the most votes was the winner? I don't know if it was the most votes um, or if it was elected within the councillors um, making a, a populist vote through the councillors can't quite remember but um yeah it is the first time it's a popular vote for a mayor so it's going to be interesting i'm working doing the count so yeah just be interesting have fun with that yeah Yeah. uh... well there you go you've had your your local council elections um hubbub and your referendum hubbub but have a crack it's like they they, you don't need to go to a vote but they send it to you Mm -hmm. in a thing Mm. you just open it up have a read, uh, like, you know, look a bit further into some of these people and to see who you think is going to do the best for your council and the best for your, like, you know, part of the council. Mm, there you go. Mm. Well, on that note, we promise when we get back <laughs> the, that we won't be political. I can't promise that. Let's be fair. Um, we're going to do our very best to not be political, but here are a couple of sponsors and we'll be back. Yes. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. <laughs> so, um... Tomorrow is 
Friday the 13th. It is. Ooh, spooky. It okay. is spooky, spooky. Um, are we going to rock up to work? Or does everyone work on Fridays? I do. You do? I do. do you? You I'm don't. working tomorrow. Are we all going to turn up like in some kind of creepy costume or? Well, tomorrow is Vet Nurse Day, so oh, our work you come has a very a... different kind of thing going on. Yeah, so you, you could come as a, a zombie nurse. A zombie nurse. Don't yeah, know how that's going to go with the pe- people who are coming in. Because not everyone is into horror. They might be like, what the hell? I don't what know. Happened what happened to the? Are you guys dressing up? I, see, I, I don't because it's not such a big thing. I don't think many people. No. So what, do, so do, what do. is the vet nurse day? That's mm. that's a day for vet nurses to. Yeah, yeah. you celebrate them yeah. and um, things like that. So I've been busy kind of putting something together for my team, which should be nice. A little lunch and some prezzies. So, nice. Um, yeah, it should be good. So I'm going to go in and, and do that. But, uh, yeah, it's not very creepy, is it? No. <laughs> it's not very creepy. No, unless the presence of severed fingers or something. <laughs> it's kind of kind of cool, though, this this month, and you get a Friday the 13th at the mm-hmm. beginning of the month, or mid, mid-month, mid I guess, and then at the end of the month you get Halloween. So mm, it's a yeah. very creepy month. It is a creepy month. Mm. I have to try and come up with um, creepy food to cook for a, a Halloween party that my boss is throwing. Oh. So... Yeah, creepy, creepy food. my boss. Yeah, like she's making a hand, mm-hmm. a cream cheese hand wrapped in prosciutto, <laughs> so it looks like, oh, like all muscly and stuff. And then you just like get a, uh, you know, you dip yeah. a cracker in it, and you get a bit of prosciutto and a bit of cream cheese. Um, yeah, so oh, that is creepy. I know. It'd be good if you could get like a, a, a monkey, a fake, not a real one, a fake monkey's <laughs> head. Uh, like that you could take the top off and like fill it with jelly or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be oh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds hard. Does well. Sounds yeah. hard. I guess you could just get a bowl and put some stuff that looks like eyeballs in there. Yeah, but like what though? Eggs. Boiled eggs. eggs. <laughs> Who's going to eat eggs out of jelly? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have been like trying to find stuff on on um, on Pinterest and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it, a lot of it involves baking and I just don't do that. Who wants to bake? Um, Not me. I guess talking about gross things, uh, do you guys want to hear about a new film called yes. Sick of Myself? Yes, please. So this is a film, it was released last week. Uh, it's in independent cinemas now, so you can catch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a Norwegian black comedy and satire and it centres around this girl called Sig Signy. I think it's Signy is how you pronounce it. Um, and she's this real deranged narcissist. Uh, and she starts to become jealous that her artist boyfriend, Thomas, uh, is starting to earn some attention in his career. Now, his career as an artist, it's, and it's quite bizarre, he steals furniture <laughs> and then, like, does, you know, like, sculptures and pieces and things From like that. From Verge collections? No, like, he'll literally go into shops and just oh. take things. Oh, so uh, he's a criminal. Okay. So he's a criminal, right. but... um. He's kind of got this following and, yeah, it's interesting. And he and he's also a narcissist as well. But one day she's at work and this lady is attacked by a dog outside the cafe. Mm. And she kind of ends up covered in all this blood. And on her way home, she gets all this attention. And she goes, oh, 
so she kind of realizes that you can get this attention if you've you know covered in blood or you look like you've been mauled so she loves this attention and then later she's surfing the net and she comes across this banned russian drug which causes horrific skin rashes so she decides to get her hands on some of this medication and she consumes large amounts of this medication and then not too long after all these welts and whatnot start to appear and her face is all swelled up and the doctors are baffled they're you know thinking it's some kind of mysterious illness but she begins to earn a little bit of a celebrity like status uh and yeah it's an interesting film um I really liked the kind of satirical exploration of, you know, that modern day pursuit of fame and being recognised. And I think it's bizarre just how willing some people are, you know, prepared to go just to get that fame and that status. And, I mean, I don't want to spoil the ending, but things do... She kind of gets that high where she's, you know, famous and, and loved, but then things go from kind of you know, good to mm. bad to bad and this illness becomes worse and worse. That's, it's weird that she's, you, she's a, a narcissist because generally mm-hmm. like narcissists, you know, their appearance is important to them. Yeah. But then taking a drug to like make yourself look terrible mm-hmm. seems like counterintuitive. Yeah, I feel like it's just the attention yeah. that she craves because like at the beginning of the film she fakes a peanut allergy as well and <laughs> her boyfriend's like, you don't have a peanut yeah. allergy and she's like, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like coughing and like they're out to dinner and um, the chef asks, he's like, does anyone have any allergies? And she's like, yes, peanut allergy. And he's like, no, you don't. And she's like, yes, I do. And then she's sitting there and then she takes a bite of his food and the chef can see from the or the waiter goes, oh, that's got peanuts in it. So he panics. And then she all of a sudden she's like, <laughs> like coughing and then like, f- you know, flopping all over the place. So it's a very interesting watch it's a very unique film i feel like it's a very fresh film i really enjoyed watching it so she's got munchausen syndrome yes (laughs) well technically yeah Yeah. so factitious uh, disorder i think it's called now factitious disorder yes yeah and i think at the beginning i hated this character but i kind of began to feel a little bit sorry for her towards the end because just this this skin disease goes quite bad and gets quite bad to the point where she has issues swallowing because it's you know but she could she could issues. just stop taking the drug to- yeah <laughs> but i think it's because she took so much in the beginning yeah. that it's just like working through oh her system God. so anyway it's called sick of myself if you want to see something really interesting if you want to see a satire on fame and you know um being recognized uh definitely check it out it is in select cinemas now i'm going to score it four four oh we've got a dead air hang on i just had to fill it thank you yes while you're thinking of that if you do want to get attention (laughs) an easier way of doing that than uh like covering yourself in blood or or (laughs) getting taking drugs to make yourself all scabby um is just having a cute dog like yeah. seriously, just whenever we take take oh Abby gosh, or Robin so for sorry. walks, mean to play that. then they, like people just go, "Oh my dog, your dog's so cute!" Oh, ah, oh. just have a cute dog. That's um, all you need. Well, I'll score this for Rottweilers because I'm pretty sure it's a Rottweiler that attacks the lady at the calf. Uh, nice. Yeah.
So. Oh, that's just lovely. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel tried to get me to adopt a dog today, so she's going to hug with it. <laughs> I oh. did. I Because my, do- my, my husband won't allow us to have a dog because it'll ruin his precious, precious lawn. Um, so if there's a cute dog that needs adopting, I'm just like, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis. Somebody. Somebody that I know needs to adopt this dog so I can then go and give it cuddles. Um yeah, it's a, it's a good relationship, so uh, I'm keeping my eye out still. We will get a cute dog at some point in time. It's a, we've, we've got um, uh, our uh, my, my parents-in-law, their dog is coming to visit with us on the weekend, so that's going to be interesting to see. That's, well, it's, no, she's staying, staying for a week or so. Uh, we'd be interested to see how our cat ghost uh, you know, reacts to it, because the dog has come over before, mm-hmm. as a white dog, and she's a white cat, and I think maybe she's just seeing her reflection. Um, <laughs> And she didn't. She didn't like get panicky. But there, there is a fallback if um, a ghost uh, is uh, upset by the mm-hmm. presence of the dog, then she can go live with my mum and dad for the week because yeah. she quite likes doing that. So what by herself? Yeah, but she just goes by herself to live with mum and dad. Yeah, we don't yeah. go with her. No. <laughs> well, oh yeah, your mum and dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting the the in laws confused with the. That's right. I, I have parents. My the cat, wife has parents. <laughs> it's the laws. No, I don't know yeah. your actual parents. Yes, yeah. you wouldn't call them your laws. No. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess they are my laws. My parents by law. So. Your parents by law. Yeah. Uh, yes, they are on the paperwork. Yep, that's yep. right. Yep, unless you've got a really horrible shock in your future where you find out that you're actually adopted. I'd be very surprised because I look too much like my family. <laughs> <laughs> really. It's like when people say, say about you, my brother, it's kind of like, oh, maybe he's adopted. Like, no, there's not much chance of that. We look very similar. <laughs> oh, well. Um, what else can we talk about? I, well, I tried speaking to look of cute, at stuff, but yes. Right, cute dogs. Yeah. What about Posh and Bex? They were a cute couple. Oh, and he's got a cute wait, little wait, voice. Are you, are you saying that they're not a cute no, they are. are. They're they still, still adorable. Well, have you guys well, seen this new docuseries? I saw I it haven't. pop up on my Netflix and it's like, hey, I reckon you'd like this. You should watch it. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Well, there's, there's four episodes and they're quite long. They're like more than an hour each. Mm-hmm. But it really goes through David Beckham's career from, you know, him starting out as, you know, a Manchester United player right through to his retirement and right now. That and haircut, man, that all of those guys had back then, like I'm just looking at the um, the trailer, mm-hmm. you know, yep. the, the Leonardo DiCaprio thing, like the undercut with the long, yes, you know. Yes, that was such a good haircut. But he really kind of... <laughs> got that attention when he kicked that goal from like center um center field that time and he kicked this goal all the way and it you know scored and that's when he kind of started getting all this attention and he was still very very young at that time but yeah it goes through his success but also some of his downfalls too from the red card that he got and I don't know if you guys know the story where he No, not at all. He kicks a player and gets a red card mm. and unfortunately at this point he's playing for England and the other team get a penalty penalty kick which results in them winning the game. Now, uh. if you know, English people are mad football fans. Mm-hmm. Like it is their life. So at this point, everybody hated David Beckham for this because in their eyes it was his fault that they lost the game. Now, this was so bad to the point where he was getting death threats wow. uh, and someone hung like a, a, basically like a mannequin. An effigy? Yeah, it was just disgusting. And I feel like 
the criticism he got for that was just appalling. But it's just a game, people. It's just a game. I know. <laughs> but then he kind of he he works to get you know. Um, you is know. this is this while he was like going out with the married to um, Victoria? This was all while he meets Victoria, wow. and then they stick together, and then they have children. Uh, but I think it's such a I, I love Posh and Bex, and I've always been really fascinated with them uh, since I was a kid because I was a huge Spice Girls fan. You know, for me, it was like Posh mm, Spice, yeah. and then you know, obviously, I le- I learn of you know David Beckham through. Uh, Posh Spice and, you know, he's a fantastic footballer. Uh, But, yeah, this series just goes into just how crazy their lives were and just how much fame they had. Everybody followed them everywhere. It just blows my mind that people are so obsessed with celebrity couples. I feel like we reached a peak. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I'm old older now and I don't follow a lot of celebrities and all that sort of stuff, but I feel like there was a peak like late 90s and the start of the 2000s where paparazzi were really, really full on Mm -hmm. and the kind of questions that were asked were so personal and it's like what gives you the right to ask such personal questions? And, I mean, I don't know so much about Posh and Bex as a couple but um, I watched a clip the other day where she got asked to get on scales yeah, because I I know she's extremely skinny, mm-hmm. um, and it's always been this huge conversation. And it's like, is that not completely? It, no wonder women are so screwed up mm-hmm. about body image when this is what they've all grown up on. And then there's footage of um, people asking Britney Spears about her breasts, whether they're real or not, and she's like sixteen and her virginity and all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And it's like, ew, why? Ew, yeah. That would not fly now at all and I just feel like it hit a peak and I guess Beckham and um, the Beckhams, I guess, because yeah. she goes by Beckham, um, it kind of it was right at that peak. Yeah, I think you're right. I think celebrity couples were a huge thing in the 90s and they would just, you know, grace the cover of these magazines and papers and things like that for days and days and it's like there's so many more important things that could be on the front cover of this newspaper right now. Why are you following this? So, yeah, for me, this series, even though it explores the live of, you know, David Beckham and Posh and, you know, his career and his success, it also kind of highlights the uh, the paparazzi mm. and just mm. the ridiculousness of that and also the hate uh, that England had towards Beckham when he got that penalty, um, when he got the red card. I just thought that was disgusting the way they treated him after that. Mm. You know, like, yes, they lost the game and potentially it is, you know, a result of him, you know, getting that red card. But we all make mistakes. No one deserves to be you know, threatened, threatened with death over that and, you know, followed and just um, spat on and oh all God. of those things. So, yeah, it's. I think it's an interesting look at that but also, yeah, it raises some, yeah, real weird kind of, yeah, paparazzi and, and fame and fortune and all of the downfalls. As someone who's not in that football culture, mm. I wonder whether things have changed since then. I hope so. One hopes it has but I know there were so many times where, the hooliganism got to such a high level that they, you know, you got 
fans fighting other fans, mm-hmm. and, well, and you, I don't know if it's still like that or not. If you watch uh, Welcome to Wrexham, there was one mm. a whole episode that was um, dedicated to the hooliganism in in football, mm. and you know some of these people are just going there, you know, spoiling for a fight, mm-hmm. and and so I think hooliganism is one of those things they should try really, really, really hard to stamp out. And like some of these people get uh, you know banned from going to matches and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, they should try and stamp it out because it's really just a horrible part of the game. But they were booing him as he came on. They were cheering mm. everyone else and then they would boo him. And then they started this chant, and I can't say it on air, but it was basically about Victoria Beckham taking it up the backside. Mm. Oh, and my I'm just God. Like, what is this all for? Like, it, it was just, it's, yeah. It's an interesting study on mob mentality yeah. as well. Like, who starts that and who's like, yeah, I'm going to get in on that? Uh, because I can't imagine being... I can't because I go to the football matches sometimes and there are people who boo when stuff is happening and it makes me so uncomfortable. I'm like, why do you have to boo? Like, I know it's not your team, but it just is boards, a bad sportsmanship. Mm-hmm. Like, who starts that stuff and then it yeah. just continues? Well, like, I was, I was close. I, I went to a Dockers match earlier in the year. And uh, I, I was like, you know, I'm not like a football fan by any stretch of imagination. I did, you know, win the uh, tipping last year. He likes to mention this, this as, as <laughs> many um, times as yeah. he possibly can. But I didn't. Uh, I don't don't follow the football, but uh, I went to this Dockers game because my boss gave me free tickets. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I'll go to this Dockers game. Uh, and- just by the way, if that happens again next year, hi. Remember me, <laughs> the Dockers supporter. Yeah, yeah keep going. Anyway, um, so we went to the, went to the game, and uh, when I found out, like, if the Dockers score a goal, there's this massive like fanfare mm. and like you know, fireworks go off, and it's, it's it's full on. And then if the other team score a goal, nothing. Mm. And I was like, I know that this is their home ground, but come on, like, fair's fair. They should like you know play you know either side. I know they do it at all the other stadiums. But what do you really, mean nothing? Like, as in. No one was saying boo or no one was cheering. No, no, no. I mean, like when the Dockers scored, mm-hmm. there was like literal music that played. Yep. It was like, goal, yep. oh my God, yay. Yep. And when the other team scored, it was kind of like nothing. Just get the ball mm. back to the centre, bounce it down, yeah, let's get on with the game. That's, that's pretty then, much it. And then there was one dude uh, that was on the, the other team that used to be a Docker. Mm-hmm. And oh. any time this poor bugger. Are you talking about Lob? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Any time, blonde haired guy. Yeah. Any time he Proxide, got. Yeah. Proxide, yeah. Any time he got the ball, they would just boo. I go, yeah, you guys see, are just, I don't get that. yeah, you guys are just bad sports. Like yeah. all of you are bad sports. It puts me off. Yeah, see, I clap any time someone gets a goal because I think, well, but that's because you're not like, because it's like, good job, yeah. you know, like, well done, yeah. you know. I love your golf clap, yeah. um, <laughs> but you don't fully support any team, though. No, you're right. Yeah. I don't. So if I'm watching a Dockers and I don't know another team play, yeah. I'm, I'm not clapping the other team. But I do appreciate. I'm like, oh, that was a that was yeah. a good goal. I'd never boo anyone though. I think that's despicable. But yeah, you just see like David Beckham reliving this moment. And you can t- he's kind of it's triggering, huh? triggering, and he, you can see him tear up a little bit. Mm. He doesn't quite get to the point where he, he cries, but you can see mm. it in his face. That's why he's got all the tattoos because he's just like, I need to show you that I'm a really strong guy. Yeah. But like yeah, getting all these tattoos. real crazy. Ups. I don't know but where I was going do, with that. If you do want to boo people, like you know, a sporting kind of arena, mm-hmm. then uh, there's always wrestling. There is, and the, that's allowed there. Yeah, they want you to boo, <laughs> so that, that, that's okay. That's that's okay booing. Yes, uh, and even still, like sometimes I will cheer the heel if they do a particularly good move. Yes, so yeah, yeah. 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 But mm-hmm. should we go to an ad and then maybe talk think- about some more wrestling? Yeah. Oh goodness me, that's a wonderful <laughs> idea. Let's go. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show.
So um, we have things to talk about and I don't know what they are because I know nothing about wrestling. So I'm going to let these two enter the ring and Ooh, the ring. You know, on the left corner ring, is that what you say? Um, <laughs> the heels, Cecilia Ooh, the Blonde. Heel. The, <laughs> the heel. The blonde CC. What would our wrestling names I don't know. Be? And clearly nothing Ooh. I would come up with because that was terrible. And on the right corner, <laughs> you've got Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a heel name. I'm sorry. No, no, I think I think I'd be the uh, the British Australian bulldog because uh, <laughs> I've you know being obviously being double citizen. Uh, citizen but uh, mm-hmm. um, what would you what would you be be called? It's got to be something to do with my paleness. Oh, I feel like yes, the ghost. The ghost. Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. You got to be. You'd right? definitely be a heel with yeah, the name like the ghost. The ghost. And they could have, like, the lights off like they do with The Undertaker. And then oh. you just see, like, my pale face. <laughs> <laughs> they just shut. You know when you go into those nightclubs and all your white clothes, like, light up? That would be you. Exactly. Not and that I've been in a nightclub for a very long time. I could have some move where I, like, reflect a mirror of my really pale face <laughs> and it, like, blinds my opponent. Maybe. Just think, you know, thoughts. But a- then Lewis would just get feel bad. Like, he wouldn't be the heel. What's the, your hero? Face. What's the, the face. You're the face. He'd be the face, and he'd be like, I'd feel he'd be feeling bad if he hurt someone. So he'd be like, Come on, have and sit down, come and pat my dog. It's really friendly. <laughs> this is the worst wrestling match ever. Oh, ghost, ghost <laughs> could be ghost like my sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really enjoyed Ghost. You need to find it something good, Lewis, because I enjoyed this ghost, mm. um, yeah, heel name. Mm, mm. So do you want to be a heel or a face? No, I'd, I'd be a face. I'd, I'd, I'd find it very hard to be a heel kind of thing. But uh, You're pretty likeable. I yeah, think, yeah, people would, yeah. You're likeable, Cecilia. <laughs> it's just that you I came think, up with no, a no, real good name. I, I, <laughs> think, I think Cecilia would be able to, like, you know, she, she'd go out there and she'd be, uh, you know, the heel persona. Yeah. But, like, oh, you're off stage now, you know, you'd be very likeable off stage. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all just, um, it's just part of the act. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah whereas off, off stage... You know, Lewis would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's possible. I guess the talk has come from the fact that there is a series yeah. called Wrestlers on. They're wrestlers or wrestlers? Um, I think it's just wrestlers, it's wrestlers on yeah. on Netflix. And you've seen a couple of episodes, I think, and yep. I've I've seen it, um, most of it. But uh, it's the Ohio Valley Wrestling, which was at one time quite a developmental territory. It, it was, yeah. was the, the development territory before, like, NXT. So yes. NXT is a current devel- developmental territory for um, WWE. And before that, this uh, OVW, mm-hmm. Ohio Valley Wrestling, was the place where they developed uh, wrestlers such as um, John Cena, Batista, mm-hmm. um, Brock Lesnar. It's so, like, a lot Big of names. massive names came mm. out of there. And it was it was that was where they WWE would hire you and send you down there to make sure you could wrestle before they bring you up to like Raw and SmackDown. Oh, that's ah. interesting. Yeah. And nowadays uh, that relationship with WWE doesn't exist anymore. But um, the Ohio Valley Wrestling kind of struggles on, and it's under the guidance of uh, former WWE wrestler uh, and trainer Al Snow, who, if people remember, was he had that. 
head, didn't he? Mannequin head. That mannequin during, yeah. head. <laughs> during the Attitude Era, he was... Because he, he was in the WWE long before that mm. and they just gave him some really terrible characters. And then one day he was just like, oh, what if I have a mannequin head and I go to the ring and hit people with the mannequin head? Mm. And then... Uh, What's the character's name? I need to look this Al, up now, clearly. Al Snow. And then didn't he have a fight with the mannequin? Yes. Yeah, he had a fight with the head, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he... Uh, so... Yeah, he, he was great because he came out of the ring and he yeah. had the head and he'd be like uh, shaking the head and then the crowd would just start chanting, head, 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 head. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, just, it was just one of those things like in wrestling, some things just seem so stupid mm-hmm. but they work oh, and the, yeah. the, Guys, the crowd just gets on board. Listeners, if you don't know what they're talking about, it's Al Snow. I thought you were saying L. No, no, oh, Al, sorry, Al. Al, Al yeah. Snow. A-L, yeah. like yeah. short for Alan or... Um, and he, else he's trying to keep this place Ooh. afloat, but he has to bring on board, from my understanding, some investors. Yes. And these, I think one's a local politician and then one's a, like a local broadcaster. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, and they, they all have these different ideas of how this, you know, league, league the wrestling um, should be run. So, yeah, I think it's, it's seven episodes and it kind of is behind the scenes mm. of uh, the world of professional wrestling. But what I liked about it is it goes beyond that scripted storytelling of wrestling and, like, the you know, the glitz and the costumes and it really delves into the personal lives of some of the wrestlers trying to make it big. And they all have this personal kind of struggle as well. And it's quite gritty. It's quite a gritty series. Uh, very niche audience, mm. I think, would like this because you've got some, yeah, really big personalities trying to make it big. Uh, in particular, there's, you know, it, it looks at the women's wrestling as well. Uh, there's a, oh, I can't remember her name, but um, her and her mum are both wrestlers. And she is not married, but she's with one of the other wrestlers who's a lot older than her. But yeah, it's just a real kind of gritty look at wrestling. And the really cool thing is, like, I've got the, the Fight app on my phone. Ah. And you can actually, like, if you're watching, um, uh, if you watch OVW, like, yep. if you watch the wrestlers, you actually go onto, like, an app like Fight and then watch the, the show. Because ah. the show is available to, to watch on Fight. Watch. There you go. But, yeah, I thought it was quite um, interesting. It, it really goes beyond what you you see in wrestling. Mm. You know, it's not just the 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 fun of it. It's, yeah, quite, there's some darker moments too that you, you kind of follow these people who are trying to make but it big. That's what I like about shows like this and Heels mm. where, like, for so long, you know, the, the wrestling uh, had never shown you behind the curtain. It had always been, like, kayfabe and they mm. made it, for for years they made it like pretend that wrestling was real and not rigged, uh, or, or or like you know uh, a show that they put on, uh, and now they're just open about it. It's a show. It's you know the people are working together. They're yep. trying not to hurt each other, and I think it's better for it mm. really. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not into it, but I can see why it would be so entertaining. Um, if you are on our Facebook page, I've just posted a picture of Al Snow with his mannequin head <laughs> um, because I feel like it needed to be seen. Yeah. Because um, as soon as you started talking about it, the images I was having in my head were not what I saw. I'm like, you okay, yeah. Yeah, eyes. I, d- I need, need to see it with my own eyes. And I reckon it sounds like a TV series that if you're not into wrestling, it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the good thing about when documentaries or documentary series are done well. It really lets you into the world and you leave kind of understanding it better and it, you don't have to be a wrestling fan, it sounds like, to really get into it and enjoy it. 
Uh, and I, I, I think if you're not a wrestling fan and you, you watch a bit of wrestling, then you will become a wrestling fan because yeah. it's very addictive. <laughs> well, that's what happened to me, you yeah. know, 12 months ago. I wasn't into wrestling and then I don't even know how. No, I know this, the backstory of how I got into oh, wrestling here we go. was I had watched Fighting With My Family, which oh, is yes. a brilliant yeah. film, and then I was hooked. Yeah, I wasn't into F1. I, I watched a series on F1 and now like, yep. I'm a huge fan. So I don't know if I've got enough bandwidth to start following another sport. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I was uh, you know, not into wrestling uh, and then I, I turned 10 and uh, <laughs> <laughs> realised wrestling was there and uh, I've been, been there ever since. But actually the, like last night was a good night for me because uh, – AEW had a, uh, a dynamite on Tuesday. It's mm-hmm. usually on a Wednesday, not a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And because they had a dynamite on Tuesday, the same night that NXT is on in America, WWE went, right, okay, we're going to just throw everything at, D- at NXT to make sure everyone's watching NXT and not watching oh, AEW. And so I watched AEW first, which was an amazing show, really good, full of surprises. And then I watched the NXT, which is their developmental uh, brand. And it was like uh, John Cena, The Undertaker, The Undertaker. They brought the Undertaker out of retirement. He was like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous." Go big or go so, home. So yeah, so that was good. Last night was a good night of wrestling for me. Uh, oh my goodness! Well, if you're into wrestling or if you're not into wrestling, it doesn't. It does sound very interesting. But we've got one final sponsor, and we will be back to wrap it up. <laughs> hey, hey, we're back on air, so you hey, have to stop hey. the private conversation. Me of Hamilton. Hey, hey. Oh, anyway. I, I haven't seen that for a very long time. I went to see a amateur. Actually, you know what? I don't like to use that word, but I went to see a theatre play last mm. week. Did you? Um, and I've seen a lot of good theatre this year, and I would have to say the best ones I've seen have been the low production mm. amateur uh, little productions, yeah. not the big crown casino ones. So That's really interesting because mm. I've got a co-worker who uh, is obsessed with Rent, the musical. And see Tick, Tick, Boom. uh I have told her she needs to watch it. Um, And I dropped that I have seen it three times Mm -hmm. and she's never seen it live. And I'm like, how can you call yourself a huge Rent fan if you've never seen seen it it. live? So apparently they're coming to town next year and she's like roped me in. I think I've overdone Rent myself, Uh. but I've, I've, I've been roped in. But, um... Yeah, I can't remember what what my point was. How many productions of Rent have you seen? Three. Yes, that was my point. Um, So I saw one on Broadway. I saw one with, uh, I don't know what his name is, Anthony Kalia's husband. I really wish I knew what his name was, Mm. but he was in in it. Um, And then I saw a Whopper production. And hands down, the Whopper production was the best one. Wow. So, That's insane. Because I went yeah. to see Tick, Tick, Boom, which was at Subiaco. And unfortunately, it was only on for three nights. And I was like, guys, this is the most amazing. I thought you were talking about the t- the, the movie. No, no, no. That's what I had gone to see. And oh. I've seen Tick, Tick, Boom, the movie. And I to be honest, it didn't really impress me that much. And yeah. then I went to see the play and... Hands down, I was like standing ovation. Because oh. like, Tick Tick Boom is the one with Andrew Garfield. That, yeah. 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 And it's obviously about Jonathan Larson mm. who wrote Rent. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And made by um, by Lynn Manuel Miranda, yeah. which is where this entire conversation started. Right. But let's anyway. move from one 
talented person to another. Before you do move on, from just an interest point of view, the thing I love about musicals and plays is the staging. And in the three different productions you saw, was the staging similar or very different? It was all very, very similar because it's very bare and basic because they've got to kind of show multiple apartments and they do it almost like scaffolding and... Yeah, so it's all done very similar. Uh, yeah. No, it's interesting. Because no, I saw Mary Poppins most recently. Oh, yeah. And there was a I – know, I know about the play, the, the, the musical from other people productions in other countries mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and there's one scene where Bert tap dances up the wall, across the roof and down the other wall, <gasps> and I was just like, oh, my God, I hope they're doing that in our play, in, in this version of it. And it was like he did it, and I was like, oh, that's amazing. And then they, they did this other scene set in the kitchen, and the kitchen, like, falls apart and then brings itself magically back together. Oh. Wow. I, I think class. some of the staging um, is is mind blowing. I remember when I saw Phantom of the Opera again on Broadway, mm-hmm. and the way the it sounded it sounds so simple, but the boat was like mm-hmm. going through the fog, mm-hmm. and it's like how is it doing that? And I know logically it's just on wheels, and they've got like a fog machine, <laughs> but it just looked like. Really cool. Mm, anyway. It's very, very good. Now, uh, we've got minutes left of the show. We do. Literally minutes left of the show. Um, and I think last week I said Loki Season 2 was out on Thursday, but mm. actually I think it came out on Friday. I think it was maybe Thursday in America, uh, which makes it Friday in Australia. Um, so, yeah, the first episode came out last week and uh, Loki Season 2 picks up in the aftermath of the shocking season finale of Loki. Um, where Loki finds himself in a battle for the soul of the Time Variance Authority. Uh, Along with Mobius, uh, Hunter B-15 and a team of new and returning characters, Loki navigates an ever-expanding and increasingly dangerous multiverse in search of Sylvie, Judge Renslayer, Miss Minutes and the truth of what it means to possess free will and glorious purpose. So basically the end of the first season of Loki, the, uh, the, the timeline had been shattered. Mm-hmm. There's all these like offshoots and various timelines and Loki seems to be like just disappearing uh, into, into the timeline. Um, and uh, in, the, in the film, uh, so in season two, uh, one of the new characters you meet is uh, a guy called Obi or um, I think Ouroboros uh, is his oh, full name. Is that... That's like a snake the, eating the, itself. The yeah. snake eating itself. Yeah. yeah. I liked how I indicated something physically for people who cannot see our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's played by Ki Hu Huan. Who I know that name. I know that name too. <laughs> I'm like, where has he been on? If you what? said uh, Goonies. I know. <laughs> Sorry. He's also he's also short round in uh, in uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, but he was oh. also in um, everywhere, everything, everything all, all at once. once. Yes, he is, uh. and and he kind of he kind of steals the show in episode mm. one of season of two of, of Loki, and that's hard to do considering you got Tom Hiddleston as Loki and Owen Wilson as Mobius. Mm. So uh, well done. But it's really cool, and uh, yeah. So I, I was, uh, I was very excited by the the first episode of Loki, and I was also very like what happened i'm not sure yeah. i think it's not one of those ones where i'm gonna to have to you know watch each episode and then watch it all in one hit and mm-hmm. then i'll probably understand what's happening yeah one of those mm. nice well we're going to get out of here in a moment but before we do um i i did pick a song for those who are listening live to the to the show i did pick a song that was kind of not spooky because it's not really that spooky but I picked Monster Match. Oh, I was going to say that you picked Monster Match. Because I literally can't think of anything else that's Halloween-type 
you know, at all. So, um, but we do have to talk for another minute because the song is only three minutes long and if I play it now, then it will finish before the show is finished. Well, that's no good. So, so who's, um, uh, so, vamp, so, vamp. So, uh, so anyone doing anything interesting on the weekend? <laughs> yeah, full weekend this weekend. So um, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. not for me. Nope, nope. I love how people ask, are they interested in hearing about our personal lives? Probably not. No, um, especially not us at all. I I do nothing interesting. (laughs) I just, you know, made a cake and decorated it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't make it. My mum made it and then I decorated (laughs) it. Actually, my mum made it and I put the icing on and my husband decorated. But anyway, that was last weekend. (laughs) Don't know what I'm doing this weekend other than the washing. So on that glorious note... Look look at us managing to fill that minute. That was enthralling. That's going to win awards, (laughs) that that is. really good. (laughs) Best vamping for one minute. Um, On that note, um, stay tuned if you're listening live. Otherwise, we'll catch you whenever the podcast next week when it comes out. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.